duties began. I didn't have much luggage, so when the bus arrived at the station, I carried my bags across the square to get a taxi. It was the beginning of April, but I was glad I'd kept my coat on. There was an icy cutting wind, and the pallid sun wasn't much help. Even so, I noticed that almost everyone at the fair occupying the square as well as the Pakistani driver who opened his taxi door for me, was in short sleeves. I gave him Mrs. Eagleton's address, and as we drove off, I asked if he wasn't cold. Oh, no, it's spring, he said, waving towards the feeble sun, as if this were irrefutable proof. The black cab advanced sedately towards the main street. As it turned left, I saw, on either side, through half-open wooden gates and iron railings, neat college gardens with immaculate bright green lawns. We passed a small graveyard beside a church with tombstones covered in moss. The taxi went a little way along Banbury Road before turning into Cunliffe Close, the address I had written down. The road now wound through an imposing park. Large, serenely elegant stone houses appeared behind privet hedges, reminding me of Victorian novels with afternoon tea, games of croquet, and strolls through the gardens. We checked the house numbers along the road, but, judging by the amount of the check I'd sent, I couldn't believe that the house I was looking for was one of these. At last, at the end of the road, we came to a row of identical little houses— much more modest but still pleasant, with rectangular wooden balconies and a summary look to them. Mrs. Eagleton's was the first house. I unloaded my bags, climbed the small flight of steps at the entrance, and rang the bell. From the dates of her Ph.D. thesis and early published work, I guessed that Emily Bronson must be about fifty-five, so I wondered how old the widow of her former professor might be. The door opened, and I saw the angular face and dark blue eyes of a tall, slim girl, not much older than me. She held out her hand, smiling. We stared at each other in pleasant surprise, but then she seemed to draw back cautiously as she freed her hand, which I may have held a little too long. She told me her name, Beth, and tried to repeat mine, not entirely successfully, before showing me into a very cosy sitting-room with a rug patterned with red and grey lozenges. Mrs. Eagleton sat in a floral armchair and held out her hand, smiling welcomingly. The old lady had twinkling eyes and a lively manner, and her white hair was carefully arranged in a bun. As I crossed the room, I noticed that there was a wheelchair, folded up and leaning against the back of her armchair. A tartan blanket was laid over her legs. We shook hands, and I felt her frail, slightly tremulous fingers. She held my hand warmly for a moment, patting it with her other hand, and asked about my journey and whether this was my first visit to England. We weren't expecting someone so young, were we, Beth? She said with surprise. Beth, standing by the door, smiled but said nothing. She took a key from a hook on the wall, and after I'd answered a few more questions, she suggested gently, Don't you think, Grandmother, that we should show him to his room now? He must be terribly tired. Of course, 
said Mrs. Eagleton. Beth will explain everything. And if you don't have anything else planned this evening, we'd be delighted if you'd join us for dinner. I followed Beth out of the house and down a little flight of steps to the basement. She stooped slightly as she opened the small front door and showed me into a large, tidy room. Though below ground level, it received quite a lot of light from two windows, very high up by the ceiling. Beth began explaining all the little details as she walked about the room, opening drawers and showing me cupboards, cutlery and towels, in a kind of recitation that she must have repeated many times. I checked out the bed and the shower, but mainly I looked at her. Her skin was dry, tanned, taut, as if she spent a lot of time outdoors, and, although it made her look healthy, it also made her look in danger of aging early.